You're listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Benton, company culture coach and founder of Liberty Mind. And I want to inspire people to create progressive company cultures where our human potential can thrive. In this podcast, I talk to organizations, thought leaders, and change makers about the impact of company culture. Together, we can make it thrive. This season is sponsored by Semco Style UK. The Semco Style framework is a practical approach which helps organizations create a human-centered workplace and brings a proven method to enable you to shape how people experience work. Whether you're looking to transform your business for success, become more resilient to the challenges of an ever-changing world, or create a culture that delivers more engaged people, the Semco Style methodology can help you on your way. Are you ready to discover the tools to transform your organization? Visit semcostyle.co.uk. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to Make It Thrive season 10. I still can't believe that I am on season 10. When I started this podcast, gosh, maybe two years ago, um, it could be longer than that, I don't know, it, fe- it feels like a lot longer, um, I never thought I would, yeah, be this deep into podcasting, um, it was just an idea that I had, and the idea has obviously gained momentum, which is absolutely amazing, and I'm very grateful for all of you regular listeners. So, for those of you that know or that don't know, every season of Make It Thrive is completely independent. It has its own theme. And the reason I do this is because, well, first of all, it really helps me to manage podcasting alongside my other work. But it also offers me a chance to explore different topics. I'm a very curious person. And so sometimes I want to explore certain areas of um, organizational development or culture or things that are going on in terms of Um, people development and transformation. So by doing it in themes, it really allows me maybe very selfishly to follow my curiosity and to have conversations with individuals who I find really inspiring and who I follow their work. So for me, each theme relates to something that I'm really interested in and something that I hope will give you momentum in your own work. The theme for season 10 is Catalyst for Change. So the conversations in this season, I'm hoping will really spark inspiration, ideas, action, some tiny little catalyst that helps you do something and move forward. So even if it is to read a book, watch a podcast, or experiment with one of the ideas that comes up in these conversations, I really hope that it is a catalyst to help you change the way things are around you, whether you're a change maker internally or externally. I really do hope that this season offers you something to change your way of thinking or even change the um, culture that you are working within. So, Catalyst for Change is the theme of this season. 
In this particular episode, this is just a a solo introduction to season 10, but I also wanted to cover off some other things about what's going on with my work, what's going on in terms of what I'm seeing, because I just thought sometimes it's nice to know what's actually going on with culture coaching and what people are up to. Um, I get to interview the most amazing guests who have so much knowledge and experience and we tap into that so much um but as a host I maybe don't often share enough so that's a lesson for me and also if you have any feedback about what you want to hear more of um in these episodes then let me know because I'm totally open to feedback you know drop me a message on LinkedIn um where you I'm most active so something that I wanted to share with all of you was the idea of actually evolving Liberty Mind. So as you may know, Liberty Mind is my business and that is the brand that I have created for all of my work. So recently over the past maybe, well I say recently but maybe it's actually been six months in the making is a new website for Liberty Mind. So that will be launching April time, I believe. So something in the pipeline. But the reason for this new website and the reason why I'm talking about this is because whether you have your own business or whether you want to start your own business, there comes a time where you have to, you reach an evolution. Your business is never really finished. And this is something I struggle with because I am how I do have perfectionist tendencies. So to constantly want to be improving something is just my natural way of being. And Liberty Mind for me has gone through so many evolutions as my work has developed, as my experience with clients has deepened. I've got to know more about what I want to offer as a coach and the experience I want to provide my clients. So you could say that this is almost feels like Liberty Mind 3.0 to me, but it feels like the most me version of my business that I've ever had. Because when I started Liberty Mind, as all coaches or all people that start off on their own will probably tell you that you just take in absolutely any work, everything and anything you can get, because obviously you need to pay the bills. But as you get more experience and as you start to realize which projects bring you the most passion, the most joy, you start to realize actually where your zone of genius really lies, where you really want to spend your time. And that is exactly what's happened with Liberty Mind. I've had some amazing experiences and I'm really grateful for the clients I've worked with. But as I've got to know myself more, my business more and what i want to be able to offer that's where the evolution has come into so for me what you'll probably see for Liberty Mind is a lot more of a progressive culture approach as you've probably seen or heard on this podcast I dive into a lot of progressive styles of work so new ways of working self-management self-organization teal organizations and that is predominantly where my passion lies in the alternative space of work and creating more agile, adaptive workplaces where our true human potential can thrive. You know, 
we are in this era at the moment where again we're going through another technological advance and that will shift our work and will shift what what we're doing at work and how we're working and how we're interacting with each other and one thing that I really hope we don't forget is actually making work more human and less of this machine type um, metaphor that we often use so yeah to cut a long story short Liberty Mind is evolving into a more progressive approach Um, I'm really excited because I've been working with a few organizations who are going down the self-organizing teal approach and that really excites me because for me personally that's where I see the evolution of organizations going and the practices and the mindset that is instilled in those organizations is so much more attuned to our human needs and this idea of wholeness. So it all comes down to being able to be fully engaged in our work, be excited, be passionate, be giving our all rather than, you know, only giving a certain part of ourselves to our work. And it's something, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard on this podcast that one of the reasons I absolutely love running my own business is because I get to bring my whole self. I get to bring all of my skills and talents and my creativity into Liberty Mind, but that shouldn't be something that is only for people who want to start their own business. That ability to bring all of our creativity, our skills, our experiences, our talent and knowledge should also be available in organizations as well and the way we operate. So hence Liberty Mind is evolving and it's something oh I feel so good about it just feels right there's just something about it that feels more me that feels more aligned to my own mission and purpose on this planet and one of the things that I really want to do is have an impact I want my work to have an impact and you know the the self-organizing the progressive ways of working it really has an impact and I've seen it firsthand and it makes work so much more fun and so much more fulfilling is probably the best word to describe it. So yeah, Liberty Mind is getting a little rejuvenation and you can see a lot more of that over the next coming months. Um, So yeah, keep an eye on my social media profiles and um, you'll see when it officially launches. A topic that I wanted to touch on during this session is the idea of wholeness. So wholeness, like I've just said, is about really having the ability to bring our whole selves to work. And I shared on LinkedIn a couple of months ago about this idea of wholeness I was to give some context I was meditating and it just came to me about wholeness this idea of what am I not letting through what am I 
you know, there's a part of me that doesn't feel like it's visible in the work that I do and in my presence. So when I'm putting myself out there, there's just these parts of me that, not that I'm necessarily hiding, but that maybe I haven't fully embraced. And I'm sure we all do this. I'm sure there are parts of us where we don't feel shame, but maybe a bit embarrassed and maybe fearful of judgment and what others will think. So I was really, you know, leaning into this during my meditation. And I was like, this is interesting. And I got the nudge to kind of share. It was like, Lizzie, you have to share this stuff. You have to share all of you. If you are going to have an impact, if you are going to create the things that you want to create, then you have to show up fully. You have to be completely visible in your all, whether people like that or not. So I shared on LinkedIn about, okay, these are the parts of me that I've maybe not been as vocal about. I hold my hands up. I am a spiritual individual. I meditate. I hug trees sometimes. I, yeah, (laughs) I love my crystals. I love saging the shit out of my office to get rid of those negative vibes sometimes. I'm a spiritual person and believe that we are all connected and that there is a higher consciousness that, you know, we can tap into. So that was my first admission I would say and then my second was that I enjoy humor and I enjoy being funny I'm certainly no comedian um if you've seen my TikToks you'll see what I mean about my almost dad joke humor sometimes but I enjoy humor and I love the way it shifts the mood I really respect people who are funny and feel like it's sometimes hugely underrated in the workplace because everyone's being so responsible and serious. And humor just shifts the energy so much. So I kind of shared this on LinkedIn and it felt, you know, I posted it and I didn't come back to LinkedIn for a while because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really want to see what the comments are. (laughs) I'm slightly nervous about the comments that I'm going to get because let's be honest, there's always that one reply guy who wants to kind of put women in their place. So I just kind of left, just let it drop and just thought, oh, this is, yeah, you know, slightly stomach churning if I'm totally honest. But I got an amazing response and that wasn't what I was looking for. It was really part of my growth. It was part of me just owning these parts of myself and not being afraid that some people won't like it because I thought, how can I be completely authentic? How can I connect with the teams that I work with if I'm not fully owning who I am? Um, So there we go. I did it. I completely put myself out there. I embraced all of my wholeness. It was scary. It was kind of uncomfortable, but it has led to some of the most beautiful conversations with people and people who I already were connected with maybe on that very kind of professional level that we get connected with on LinkedIn but it deepened those conversations and I had a number of conversations with people and I felt like they saw me and I saw them and that was just so incredibly powerful 
and it deepened those relationships. So I don't really just see them as professional peers anymore. I now see them as friends. I see like there's a totally deeper level to that relationship that I'm incredibly grateful for. And I feel like they see me for all of me. So that was really interesting. And, you know, it is really hard because I know so many people that will be in workplaces where they feel like they can't be fully themselves. They can't bring this sense of wholeness to their work for whatever reason that may be. And so what I'm trying to say is that I encourage you to move into that discomfort because there is so much beauty in that discomfort. There is so much joy and liberation in that space. And right now, I've never felt more grounded and more confident in who I am and what my work is. You know, previous to that, I maybe felt a little bit of imposter syndrome. I think maybe we all feel that at times. But this sense of owning who I am has really helped that has, you know, I I can't actually remember the last time I had imposter syndrome. I mean, it would definitely raise its head again, because every time I do something that's out of my comfort zone, I'm like, really? Um, Me? Are you sure? Um, (laughs) I think we all probably have those moments. So I'm not saying that it's cured imposter syndrome, but it's certainly alleviated a lot of the maybe anxieties that I used to get around my work and about being visible. So that was my real personal exploration into wholeness. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of my lemon water before I continue telling everybody everything. I think I'm maybe going to use that as my uh, title for this episode, because for those of you that do know me and maybe have had conversations with me, I am a very transparent person and I believe in transparency, transparency, can't even get my words out now, transparency hugely. So I never really understand people that act all kind of secretive and hidden. I, I get it. There are certain things that, you know, maybe legally we can't share or things like that, but why do we have to be such closed books? You know, if if your knowledge or your experience can help people, then surely that's a good thing. And that's something we should all be doing. Um, you know, it's quite funny when people sort of reach out to me to say, Lizzie, could I ask you something, you know, about how you started your business or how you did that? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Because I've had people who generously shared with me when I was starting out. And so, you know, I believe in the full circle of, then gifting my knowledge and experience to others as well. So if I can pass that on a little bit and do some good karma, I'm all for it. So yeah. Something um, that has been really popular over the past, oh, when did I start it? Maybe again, maybe over the past eight months. So as you may know, um, I do webinars every single month. I do a free webinar. So if you haven't signed up to any of my webinars yet, um, I'll pop a link in the show notes. But one of my webinars that I do every other month is not me just talking at you with slides because that's not always the most fun. It's actually an interactive session called the Culture Hot Seat. 
and essentially I give space to people to come on, share their challenges, share what they're working through and get some advice and guidance on their company culture. And it's been a really popular webinar series and I'm not surprised because the conversations that get stimulated in those sessions are incredible because people are being really honest about what they're stuck with. People are sharing really vulnerably, you know, what their projects are, how how maybe it's stalled, what they need support with. And so I'm really grateful to everyone that shows up to those sessions. And it also, again, offers me an opportunity to help as many people as I can, because I know that not everybody might be ready for um, deeper company culture work, but they might just need a bit of a nudge in the right direction. So those culture hot seats are really good fun. And you also never know who else is in the room. So this is the other good thing. You never know when you're bringing a challenge to the table, how that challenge might be exactly the same as somebody else who's shown up. And then all of a sudden, this amazing conversation and connection is stimulated and you have so much more support than you started out with. So Yes, if you are kind of in that space where you're feeling a bit stuck and a bit overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, I've got, you know, I'm I'm responsible for the culture or how we work together or, you know, developing our transformation strategy, whatever jargon they use these days, you know, whatever it is, if you're feeling that, then I highly recommend you come along to um, the next session because it's a friendly interactive space where you can get some help. So that's interesting, but there's been some really good meaty topics coming through in those sessions as well. Um, And one of them is very much, you know, Lizzie, where do we start with our company culture? Because there's so much to work on and we, you know, some of them have a really great foundation of culture but they're like, where do we take it next? And that's the really hard part. And my advice to them, as it is to you, is pick an experiment. Pick something that's getting in the way for people and try an experiment. So get your team involved as well. So a lot of the time it's still coming from that very influence of, oh, HR's come up with this idea and we're going to push it out onto everyone else. And that just doesn't work anymore and it really lacks the sense of engagement and then people are like oh well we did this initiative and it didn't work it was like no shit Sherlock because you didn't ask anyone if they even wanted it in the first place so sorry to get a bit ranty there but it's true you know there's not enough interaction and actual engagement with people we're still relying too much on surveys and things like that we need to be having actual conversations with teams about what's getting in the way of them being able to do their best work and them being able to perform. And that's where we should come from. We should be facilitating better ways of working, not trying to kind of do plaster perks and stick things over the cracks. Um, So yeah, that's where, that's my personal approach to where do you start with your culture? Where do you start with moving it forward? Pick an experiment that is to do with a frustration or a tension that is currently going on. So that's a great place to start. The other thing that I see a really a lot of is around growth 
and the almost the growing pains that start to happen when you go from startup to scale up. And it's totally understandable because essentially what you're doing is you are, you know, create, you're changing the environment that that business operates within. So it does feel a little bit chaotic, maybe, um, dispersed. Maybe you have lots of concerns about how people are going to react to that. Again, that growth is really about, you know, consciously scaling. So the, one of the reasons I am a massive fan of self-organization and in particular, you know, why I did the Semco style expert program is because there are some amazing practices and strategies to help you grow in a more conscious way. So for the clients that we're kind of taking on a Semco style journey, growth isn't so ominous because we're getting the team involved and you start to really realize where growth needs to happen in a more conscious way whereas you know as we've seen over the past you know the start of the year there are these huge tech companies who haven't scaled consciously they have gone on a huge recruitment drive last year because they needed more people whatever that means and then all of a sudden they've culled people in a really horrific way early this year so that isn't very strategic in my head that like who's making those decisions on a hiring people and b culling people it's a really messed up situation so for me that growth is really important to be conscious of how are you growing and what's the strategy of your growth and so much of the practices and tools that we have within self-management and um, within the self-management sphere, the realm of those types of progressive work is way more adaptable and supportive of people within growth phases than, you know, as soon as we start to grow and we start to add layers of management, layers of hierarchy, things get siloed bureaucracy starts to happen people go on power trips it just becomes horrible and the gorgeous agile flexible positive environment that you started out as a startup where people were listened to and could contribute and could could have more autonomy all of that gets squashed out for this more very mechanical way of working so that's just my two pence piece on growth. The other area that I wanted to touch on is around leadership and how we lead and the frustrations of when people don't take ownership. This is a little bit like a chicken and egg situation. Do you work on the team or do you work on the leader? And so for me personally, you kind of need to do both at the same time. It's not one and then the other. For sure, you know, maybe sometimes in my line of work, I will sometimes work with the leadership first to help coach and train them on certain aspects. And then we'll start doing teamwork. But really, it kind of needs to be a bit of both because people really need to start adjusting. And when it comes down to that lack of ownership and lack of accountability, there's a few things that are often going on under the surface. So 
often leaders want to be this superhero CEO. That's kind of how I label it, where they want to fix everything and problem solve and everyone comes to them because they're just so good at those things. But they're not the skills that are going to get you to autonomy and accountability. They're the skills that got you to where you are right now. But those are the same skills that are not going to get you to where you're going and where you want to go when you want people to take more autonomy, take more ownership, etc. So, you know, the leaders have to work on being more empowering servant leaders and stepping back from parenting teams. And working on your coaching skills is probably my number one recommendation. Work on being a coach rather than being a boss. Can you be the best coach possible? And can you be visionary and supportive? And then the other thing is really to allow teams to provide some kind of boundaries around, okay, we want more autonomy and we want more accountability, but what does that look like? And offering up support, you can't just extract leadership, extract management and expect everyone to just get on with it you actually have to give them some stabilizers. Like what is it that we can do to make sure this is an easier transition? So thinking about together, you know, what are the things we need in place to help us feel like we can be more autonomous, take risks, all of those kind of things. So that's, that's just some ideas. Um, I could probably talk about this for far too long than this episode should be, but I wanted to bring some of those topics to light because they seemed to be really consistent themes in what's been coming up with not only my clients, but also from some of these interactive sessions that I've been doing. So that is just a little bit of an update from the world of Liberty Mind and what's going on for Lizzie and an introduction to this season 10 of Make It Thrive. Feel free, I would be you know, truly, truly grateful if you could either leave a review or recommend it to a friend. um, Because as many people as we can get talking about progressive work and thinking about new ways of working, the bigger the movement will be and the bigger the shift will be to adapting to this way of working. So um, it's not just an ego (laughs) tick for me. It's really... I am incredibly passionate about getting the message out to as many people as possible that we need to change the way things are working. Um, So send to a friend, leave a review, whatever it is that you do, um, drop me a message on LinkedIn if anything resonated. And um, I look forward to sharing these conversations with you in season 10. Have a great week. You've been listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast with me, your host, Lizzie Benton. If you've enjoyed listening and want to keep up with all things culture, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to welcoming you back next week.